0: Tastes like strawberries on a summer evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. Arsenal are the Community Shield champions and Leeds United are spending money. It's Monday the 31st of August. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Jim Campbell. And I'm the Dishan <laughs> As Teddy Sherringham once said to me... It's all about timing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) How are we doing, boysies? Very well. Yeah, good. Another trophy for old Jim? (laughs) (laughs) Are you claiming them personally now? Yeah, 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 why not? Uh Everything's
0: coming up, Jim Campbell. (laughs) Sexy Jim is getting sexier, ladies and gentlemen. And Arsenal are getting better. A trophy so soon after the last yeah. one. It's that winning
1: mentality. Jim. An August double in a month. Yeah. Over over two different seasons. How many teams can say that? Did you think you'd ever see you? the day? I was always confident. If uh-huh. you listen back to any uh, of, of my output regarding Arsenal over the last 13 years of the Football Ramble, you'll know I've been nothing but positive <laughs> the whole time. My what goodness. are you stroking your chin for?
0: I, because uh, Jack Ori's a story, Jim, <laughs> as he used to say in the in the playground. Vish, how impressed are you with this Arsenal side? I am
2: <laughs> very impressed, not least because as someone who isn't an Arsenal fan, I do hold those same doubts that whenever they do anything good, that it will last. Um, and when you, if you actually go back to the start of hmm. Project Restart, it, it was pretty bad you know that game against Brighton where it really was crap yeah, yeah. they were bad Leno got injured obviously Guendouzi flipped out David Luiz yeah. was
1: Guendouzi was running around boasting about how much money he earned
2: yeah yeah <laughs> I mean that that happened and that was only a couple of months ago and a lot of the same players are still there yeah. seems on a lot a- of the
0: same money as well Yeah, indeed it seems ages ago to be yeah. fair yeah
2: and yeah the, just the fact that they've been able to stitch together this run of form that mm. you know I saw the men so strongly with winning the FA Cup and, and therefore getting into the Europa League but also having this win I think Arteta now has won more games against top four position oh, hey. than well basically anyone since the Wenger yeah, really, yeah. which is pretty impressive and, and like I, I wondered actually if the the feel good factor would dissipate if this was a proper pre-season so if the season finished in May and mm-hmm. it, it finished strongly but then we started back again what uh? What would have been three months later? Would it have carried over as as effectively? Because they're in a weird position at the moment mm-hmm. where they've got Pierre Emerick Aubameyang, who still hasn't quite committed, even though it's sounds yeah. like he's going to commit, and then you've got Ainsley Maitland-Niles, who is supposed to be going, and then Wolves have pulled out, and Arsenal, Arsenal probably want to keep mm-hmm. him after that performance, and on the weekend so it's very strange times but in these strange times arsenal are doing things all right aren't they
1: yeah it's um what about that goal jim oh, it was a oh, beautiful oh what goal, about that goal it's just so well worked and he's, i mean aubameyang has got 5 goals at wembley just in in this calendar year mm-hmm. which is which is brilliant um it's alexis esque well it's he's the only person to uh, to have that same uh, yeah. same amount um, and the new wembley was yeah it? indeed mm-hmm. um i believe so um but yeah it's i mean obviously it is you know it's a, it's a big Chest that's not really a trophy, isn't it? And it's a. It's they won a penalty shootout after a draw, and it's important not to get too sort of carried away. But is there that, are definitely signs of how, signs of improvement.
0: Is that how it was described in
1: Italy when they won the World Cup two thousand six? Well, I mean, we won a penalty shootout. Yeah, it's yeah, just a big lump, isn't it? It's yeah. just a. <laughs> it's a big gold a lump. Big gold lump. It's not even a cup. <laughs> I don't even know what it is. Oh yeah, that's true. Um, it not a cup? No, it's not. Um, but uh, it is. It's positive to see Arsenal approaching these these sort of bigger games with some. Um, just a bit of steel, you know, and not sort of a coming of apart. Belief. A bit of belief as well. And obviously Arteta's making changes to the squad um, gradually and subtly. And the changes are interesting as well, because my, my understanding of the situation with Ainsley Mayton and Niles was that they effectively needed to raise some money. And because he's, he's an academy player, it's pure profit. And he's someone that hasn't necessarily nailed down a starting position. But Arteta really likes him and has been quite vo- mm-hmm. vocal about that like the whole time. And he started him in the FA Cup final. Mm-hmm. Um, so personally, I, th- I think he's, you know, he's, he's developed a lot in in the, in the past you know 6 months or so and arteta himself has said that's because he's been telling him you need to do this to prepare and you need to do that. You need to take things a bit more seriously and you need to be a bit more, not necessarily take things more seriously. That makes it sound like he's ill-disciplined when I don't think that's the case. But he's been focus. trying to help him focus, to focus more and sort of, you know, get up to the speed that a more experienced player is up to. Because he's made over 100 appearances for Arsenal now. Mm. And he's he's, he's developing at a good rate. And it, I'm, I'm actually really, I was a little bit like, nah. When it looked like we were going to lose him, and I, I hope that Arsenal hang on to him. But at the same time, money does have to come from somewhere if they're going to reinvest it. So I, I don't. I wonder what this means for the, for the rest of mm. uh, of of the summer. And I am worried about Aubameyang's contract as well because we've been hearing that it's basically done for a long time now, and he still hasn't signed it. You're a bit nervous. signing sign the ting.
0: Yeah, I mean Ainsley maitland We'll talk about him in just in a short while because he's had the ultimate seal of approval from uh, Sir Gareth. Uh, of course. Um uh, but yeah, I, I mean Obama they 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 need to keep him. That's fairly obvious to anybody who uh, is just glancing at football. Vish, what about uh, Liverpool? How disappointed will they be? They, it's falling apart, isn't it? They can't do a domestic quadruple now. No. They've lost the world's best friendly. Yep. The mm-hmm. mm-hmm. world's best friendly. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not but it's not a friendly though, is it? Well, oh, it's, comp- yeah. it's not competitive. It's a it? weird Twilight a, It's, it, zone know, it's game. an acquaintance. It is. It's <laughs> an acquaintance. <isn't laughs> it's it? yeah. it's yeah. an acquaintance match. Yeah, it's a colleague match.
2: The no, Liverpool are falling apart before our very eyes, and it's sad to see. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And you'd think, <laughs> stop if, the fist if, if they want to, <laughs> if they want to, you know, get out of this slump, they probably need to sack Klopp. Yes, yeah. they could do with selling mm-hmm. every single one of their players. I think. I feel
1: like the way they're going at the moment is going to be. Thirty years or so before they win another league <laughs> title. No, that would be, that'd be ridiculous, wouldn't it? had uh-huh. To wait that long,
0: but yeah. no. It, like, but it was a, it was a it was a it was a full strength, or maybe not full strength, but it was a strong Liverpool lineup before uh, you know anybody sort of suggests otherwise. I yeah. mean, I know Minamino scored the goal, who's not a, a regular player, it was his first for the club. But you know, you'd rather win the trophy than not.
2: Yeah, without question. But I think if uh, just as we'd say with Arsenal, that you'd have to you know, check your expectations as to how much you can take from this game. You'd also say to Liverpool, Mm -hmm. look, it is what it is, really. Um, Because even, even the peculiarity of having a penalty shootout Right after ninety minutes, yeah. Yeah. kind of it just makes everything feel that little bit less important, mm-hmm. which is which is fine. Obviously, they would want to win it, and Clock clearly wasn't very happy. And you know, little things that happened during the game, such as how easily at times Arsenal were allowed to play through them, and Arsenal's pressing as well was, yeah. was more impressive and was was very impressive. But you did wonder about whether Liverpool. Just a bit slow to start, which seems absurd given they were only playing so recently. Well, yeah, but it's they seemed a bit um, sluggish. Yeah, yeah. Which, which obviously <clears> is just not what they're about. Um, I was a little bit concerned, and, and, and this is massively thrown forward. But Rio and Brewster missing the penalty. Yeah. Obviously, we know it's not important, but something about that felt like I hope he.
0: I know what you mean. Doesn't
2: I, hold on to that. Yes. Yeah, well, I, think,
0: I think Klopp. Yeah, you're, you're, you're right. I think Klopp immediately spotted that. And he said that he was to blame. And I thought, well, did you tell him to aim for the bar? Yeah. But he, but Clock immediately said, no, 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 I, I shouldn't, which is, of course, what you
1: want the manager to do. I don't know. Do you want the manager to do that? Because it, it, is he effectively saying, oh, I shouldn't have picked Ryan to take that penalty? Because that's worse, yeah, isn't that, it? that's a fair point. That's, it's a tough one because he will probably go out on loan only, you would think. I mean, yeah. So that, that will, haunt him until he comes back to Liverpool potentially so he's got to manage that very well but he's clearly a very gifted player it's a weird high pressure situation in fact where there is actually very low stakes so hopefully it won't sort of too damaging. Yeah,
2: him. I mean, for what we know of him already, it's not just that he's an incredible talent, but he's obviously very headstrong. Yeah, and, and very wise to the wider world. Mm-hmm. So I think probably the context is is there within him. But I I just wondered it was, yeah. you know, it was sad to see. And also, well, he's got a small little
1: face, isn't it? Yeah, he? he does have a small yeah. little face. But and and he will he wouldn't be the first, and he won't be the last player to be crushed in the face of the might of <laughs> Arsenal. Um, <laughs> But, you know, hopefully we'll be able to bounce back.
0: Yeah, a little glint in
1: Jimmy's eye. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm just trying to enjoy it while I can, mate. Because yeah. I, I remember what football's like. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. not like this very often. Because think... this is going to be a weird old season, isn't it? Because yeah. it's it's upon us already. There's an international break already. Love that. Which, which is weird. Like, realistically, the teams that have played in Europe and uh, in Arsenal as well because of the FA Cup. Um, they've, they've not had a pre-season. They haven't had a preseason. It's been a tiny one, but it's not a real one, and it's true for most clubs to an extent. But for the clubs that are, you know, like I said, have been involved in the latest stages of the European games, it's it's, um, it's even more the case. So, c- could this be an opportunity for someone, for someone unexpected, to sort of sneak in and kind of challenge Liverpool and City because it's going to be a weird season, Leicester especially City. if they, Leicester <laughs> City, yeah, quite, they could who, be on the verge, yeah, for another one. So, if, for example. Um, it looks like we're going to have a situation where um, we're going back to three subs, which I personally think, yeah, it benefits the bigger clubs, but it is a mistake with the Euros coming up in particular and just there's going to be a lot of football played and therefore a lot of injuries and the Euros is just going to be a cramp festival for a month, isn't it? Well, Klopp said um, this about the subs. He wanted a, he wanted a revote, essentially. Yeah, mm. I, like,
0: I Klopp, agree with him. Klopp, there's one thing we don't do in this
1: country. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I th- is that an opportunity for somebody to actually, you know, sneak in and challenge where You might not expect, and I am talking Chelsea and Spurs teams like that, not necessarily like as you say, Leicester or, mm-hmm. or you know, I
0: think Mourinho Spurs, Sheffield
1: United. You never well, you don't know, do you? you think so Joe Hart say, could say, be the say, difference. Well, he's a, he's a valuable asset in the dressing room given the standards that he expects of himself. Um, but I just feel like if Liverpool and City sort of don't have a perfect start which if you've not had a preseason which no one has is is understandable mm-hmm. might it be a bit more interesting than we're, we're expecting well, I think that's a
0: fair question I mean Vish to add to that as well Liverpool um I mean, personally, I I know Liverpool, winning the league was obviously the big thing. When I was watching the Champions League, when it was, you know, in in Portugal in the latter rounds, I was just sitting there thinking, how on earth are Liverpool not in this? Because as I say, Mm, I still think of them as the best team in Europe, even though Bayern uh, won the the trophy. But... um, I mean, it wouldn't be the first time we've seen a team who have been so blisteringly good and have won a load of trophies and got the one they've been so desperate for, haven't brought in too many new faces. A bit of inertia, maybe, could seep into Liverpool. And and as Jim says, maybe someone else could...
2: Yeah, I mean, in terms of someone else, though, I think it is just Chelsea. It's going to be between those three: Liverpool, Man, Man City, and Chelsea. You would put che- uh, Lampard's leaky Chelsea. Up there. Yeah, I would actually. Yeah, okay. Because I think uh, I know that Luke Moore is fuming. I know, I know. Yeah, I can hear him banging, banging down the walls <laughs> to get in. But no, I, I would actually because I think one of the things that would be easier for them to readdress is just giving themselves a bit more solidity. And when you think of the players that they've signed. Going forward, if you think about it from a training ground perspective, you don't really need to tell them too much. They're all really intelligent forward players. Mm-hmm. Kai Habert, is so going to be on the way, but Timo Werner, mm-hmm. um, you know, Ziyech. Everything's there for them to just take their forward play to a next level, that they can focus a bit more on defence. And I think Thiago Silva, while obviously he's not really someone who's looking too far ahead given his age he is someone who can drop into that defence and and give it a bit more
0: knows how to win a league title yeah just give it a bit
2: more structure and and provide a bit more leadership and when when we're talking about teams that can come in and surprise in this unusual situation I think it is Arsenal because I think when you looked at where the league was when it when it I, I covered the Olympiacos game. By the
0: way, even Jim raised an eyebrow yeah. when you said
2: that. But I don't think Arsenal are going to challenge for the league title. No, that's, but I, I definitely yeah. think they've got a chance at the top four because of the teams that have done well in these unusual times. Arsenal seem to have benefited from a variety of things. As I said before, I was, I was at the Olympiacos game... Uh, where they lost that second leg, yeah. where the atmosphere Same. was pretty toxic and understandably so. Mm-hmm. And in the way that we've come back without fans and the way that there has been a bit of time for Arteta to work on those players during the hiatus, mm-hmm. they clearly benefited from not having that kind of anxiety seep in from the crowd. And also getting to know a manager really well and him being able to impress his ideals mm-hmm. in them as quickly as possible. And yeah. the fact that there hasn't really been like a proper pre-season break. Yeah has just helped them carry on that momentum and and I think they'll do pretty well and almost by the time f- fans are allowed back in there's going to be a different vibe about Arsenal yeah. I think I you're think,
1: so right Vish yeah. there, there are times when I've been at that stadium it's like <laughs> it would be better if we weren't here like <laughs> The, the Xhaka situation, which was only this year yeah you know, exactly. it seems like such a long time ago Xhaka's you know reestablished himself as a really important you know part of the midfield and you know is he's, is he's, he's, you know is one is is placed back very very well but um but yeah that that it, it it did need a reset it's like the Emirates needed a reset and yeah. this might actually give it but the,
2: you, the do, do, you,
1: do you respect Arsenal fan TV though
2: you're really big on that, aren't yeah. you? Are you like an incel for AFTV? AFTV? How dare
1: you <laughs> asking the big questions? I am. It's a question they themselves asked Gary Neville. If you're wondering why he keeps yeah. asking, uh, it. yeah, I don't think he said yes. No, I can't yeah. remember. No, of course no, yeah. he didn't.
2: <laughs> it is quite funny when the, the where the uh, press area is at the Emirates is obviously right next to the, the, the fans. We're mm. not in like a separate bit. It's yeah, just yeah, the yeah. stand ends and then the press box starts. And often I'm on right at the end next to the fans. And sometimes when they're leaving early during some of those Arsenal games this season, they'd be like, What are you writing? And I was like, Oh, my report. And he's like, Tell them it was shit. I was like, Yeah, okay. They're really well mannered, but they obviously see you typing. like, Don't know what the fuck you made in there. That was shit. And it's like, Okay, yeah, sure. And it's, yeah, but I think they'll be a lot cheerier now. Yeah. In, in these uncertain times. In
0: these uncertain times. Well, they'll be happy to see one of their own Ainsley
1: Maitland Niles make the England squad, of course. Yeah. It's very uh, it's very, very happy for, for, for Ainsley um, mm. to, to see that happen. There was a time where his mum was banned from the training ground because she was so effusive, shall we say. <laughs> Jokes. Um yeah, it's amazing. Um, or it might have it might have been youth games. It was certainly something like that. Um and be you, it's not the training ground. Yeah, no, I, like? I don't know why she'd be there, but um <laughs> but still there was something like that. Um, and it's nice to to see someone sort of come through and, and, and get that call up. Because it's a little bit unexpected as well. He's not yeah. a player I would have necessarily expected mm-hmm. that of at the start of the season all those years ago. Um, Does Southgate know he's he's a right-sided player? He's not the left-back that we... Who, well, maybe that's what he's in there for. I reckon he's probably in there to play the Grealish role. Can you imagine if <laughs> Southgate comes out in a <laughs> press conference and says, like, yeah, he's coming to play the Grealish role? <laughs> yeah.
0: I well I you know he's there on merit, merit of course Connor Cody's the other one who's been added to the mm. uh, England squad Wolves fans have been crying out for this for so long it's a reasonably late call up as 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 they go these days with with Connor Cody but he's he's also there on merit as well Vish he prefers to play in a back 3 though rather yes. than a back four in Southgate. Obviously, they played back three all the way back in the World Cup, if you remember those mm. halcyon days. Uh, but he could still do a job. I mean, I, I wouldn't expect either of these players to feature necessarily. No. Um, but uh, what, what do you think of Connor Cody? I mean, you've been impressed with him. Do you think he's uh, a good addition?
2: Yeah, I do. I do. I I, I like... A lot of what I see of him in that he comes across really well in interviews and mm-hmm. he's clearly a player who, when you think about it, look how many players, well, how many different players Wolves are able to recruit over the last few years. And the fact that he has been an ever-present, bear in mind that this is a team that didn't have an English goal scorer in the Premier League mm-hmm. last season. And it, it's a feather in his cap that he's been able to essentially fight off competition from players who aren't at Wolves, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Given, like, how, how they can pluck players from all parts of Europe the fact that he's commanding his place and doing so in high level competition as well mm-hmm. I think we often think of, of players like Cody when they're he's not quite a journeyman player but do you know what I mean someone who seems to have been around for a while that they kind of operate at this level maybe in the bottom half of the league and you know are reliable solid pros and and their mm-hmm. only backers are from their own you know his own fans but you know he's he's played in European competition yep. he's played in a side that play really attractive engaging football and, of, you know, of, well, certainly my second favourite team to watch. Um, and so, yeah, I like Charles what is he, 27, I think? 27, well? yeah.
0: So reasonably, low, I mean, he, he's won a trophy or two at youth level for England. So right, he's okay. had, a, he, I mean, he's sort of a, a tiny taste, if you like, of, of international football, sort of, if, if, if you will. But it's been a while since then to, to, to being 27 years old, being called up to the senior side, you know, obviously, if you're if you're winning, I think it was the the, the um, uh, European Championships at age cap level with England, you would you would have a bit of hope, you know, starting every game for Wolves. He's played every game, I think, in the last two seasons for Wolves. You know, I think he'll be delighted, Jim, to get to to England, but yeah. he would have hoped it wouldn't have maybe taken as long. But it's you know stiff competition in that. Area.
1: Yeah, it's stiff competition, and also, but it's you know it's it's a relatively. Um Successful trajectory, you would look at, wouldn't it? I, so I, like I would say stiff with competition,
0: though. John Stones has dropped off a bit. Harry yeah. Maguire's, well, less said about that, the better.
1: So maybe yeah. actually there isn't as much competition. Uh, yeah, I mean, also, if you, it's going back to the World Cup now, but Kyle Walker was playing at a centre back. So there is in a, a back three. Yeah, still, but that is, a, that is a mode that Gareth Southgate will be keeping in mind, mm. won't it, if, if he needs it for any reason? Um, so yeah, I, th- I think he's, you know, Michael Keane is another example of someone who's, you know, he's in good form now and he's been. been Good under Antolotti, but someone who's gone in and out, and I think there is an opportunity for for Indian defenders, isn't there? Aside from Maguire, whose place is nailed on, to to really challenge for that other spot. I think Joe Gomez will probably be quite hard to dislodge, but mm-hmm. you never know, do you? Like it's, um, it, we do have a wealth of of defenders of centre backs, but at the same time, that it's not like this kind of like. Terry Ferdinand Carragher situation we gonna... used to have yeah. in our own minds, at least. When you say a wealth of defenders, I'm, I'm not. I mean, <laughs> we have defenders. Well,
0: is yeah, that a bit, is that a bit like saying we've got a wealth of marbles?
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. maybe you're right. A wealth of marbles. Well, yeah. What do
2: you
0: think? I mean, v- v- viz. Do you, I mean, I. Do you think with with England, we'll talk about them? You know, nearer the time, I'm sure, but. Uh, Games against Iceland and Denmark, England have really got to be on the front foot. I'm, the... I'm, just, I'm scared of the game of
1: Iceland. Oh, yeah. I'm it It's about... like it's returning <laughs> to the scene of a heinous, well, not a crime, but the scene where you embarrassed yourself the most. I think, yeah, yeah but they're, they're like quite... going back to a club and you've lost your jacket. Yeah, but I think. To, to...
2: <laughs> <laughs> I have done that so many
0: times. <laughs> <laughs> it's untrue, yeah. <laughs> but I think uh, England turned up to Iceland. I think everyone in Iceland's going to go, oh, you guys again. This shouldn't mm. be hard. There's going to be like a slight.
2: I mean, that's where that's where the nightclub thing co- comes in because the bouncers will see you straight away and be like, oh, here he is. You yeah. had a good night last yeah. night. <laughs> we remember you. Praying <laughs> for you to show your face again.
0: Uh-huh. No, it's just that it's just the we will get it for you. Oh, dear. Yeah. I So do you think defensive back three against Iceland, Vish? <laughs> gonna Cody in there.
2: Well, I mean, it, it depends on how seriously they want to take the Nations League. And Very obviously, seriously. Obviously, obviously it's
0: something to be taken seriously. Um,
2: but, I, but you kind of think, actually, if you're going to call up these players who are playing in different systems and if you want to see what kind of systems we England can play going forward, then you know, why not tinker here and there? I think Cody's a, a good example of someone who in another situation might have come in and been quite... Because, he, because he's been a late call-up to the squad, would have come in and positionally wouldn't have been as um, well-rounded, let's mm-hmm. say. As some, he can. I'm pretty comfortable with Connor Cody playing yeah. You yeah. Know, in a two-man central defence, just as I am mm-hmm. in him playing in a three-man back line. Um, and I think it would be it's, it's quite exciting actually that these players that we call up, for example, even Maitland Miles, we can call him up you know on a whim and he's has had so much experience. I yeah. think England uh, uh, you know uh, to go back to what you're saying about wealth i, th- I think I think it, we can call it wealth because of how technically gifted England players are now,
1: yeah, Ooh. which is a lovely lovely thing to see, isn't it? um And also, I feel like Cody's a dependable player. Mm-hmm. I feel like he will slot in and do what he's asked to do without much fuss and the fact that he's 27 is an advantage actually mm-hmm. in terms of the position in the squad that he's trying to fill because he is someone that Gareth Southgate I think he's effectively checking that he's as reliable as he seems like he is Yeah.
0: well we shall see ladies and gentlemen we shall see alright let's have a quick break and after which we'll talk about some transfer chat see you in a minute Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. Now, Jim Campbell
1: has got some exciting news. I do. It's a Patreon pizza oven winner announcement. Uh, So, yes, So don't forget we run monthly competitions over on our Patreon, including loads of bonus content, extra shows, and access to our Discord server where you can while away the hours chatting to fellow listeners and uh, ourselves here and there. Um, So you can join us for as little as $5 a month at patreon.com forward slash football ramble daily. And thanks to everyone who signed up to our Patreon this week. We can now reveal the winner of our latest competition. Congratulations Mm. to Owen O'Mara, who has won our Unicaru Outdoor Pizza Oven. We'll be in touch. Stay tuned for another Patreon competition for all you subscribers soon. Um, So yeah, pizza oven on its way. Owen O'Mara. Jealous of that. The big O. Well done, pal. Vish, you're a big fan of pizza. Yeah, massive fan of of pizza. Who isn't? isn't? My dad. He likes all of the constituent parts, but not pizza. (laughs) To him, pizza is effectively like ethnic food he would go as far as to say it's, 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 it's incredible oh I love your dad <laughs> I love my dad. Yeah, we all, we all love my dad we all love my we all do
0: um, there we are right ladies and gentlemen it's time for this we concentrate on the topics
1: we're pretty good to many topics today
0: Topic time, everybody. Which famous person would you have voicing a TV series on your club and why? That is the topic for this week. Jim, mm. what have you got for us, Brovnik?
1: Dan Johns has been in touch. Uh-huh. Uh, and he said, if I had to pick a famous person to narrate a documentary on my club, Nottingham Forest, I would pick Brian Blessed <laughs> Mr. <laughs> That's Blessed <a> great <laughs> <Yeah. sell. laughs> Any club Brian yeah. Blessed Mr. Blessed is the only person in the world who has the depth and power in his voice to channel Forest fans' frustration and utter bewilderment at just how monumentally shit we were to throw away a sure fireplace in the playoffs at the end of last <laughs> season from such a commanding position. I'm not over it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame <laughs> you.: i
0: to the Premier League? <laughs> 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 Two back-to-back European Cups nonsense. Mm, yeah, well, oh, poor I'm, Forrest. I'd be very up for that. I think we all would.
2: Yeah, big fan of that. We got Josh Hallam via Twitter as well. I'm a Blackburn Rovers fan. As you know, our once, and I do mean once, Grey Club has been <laughs> decimated by chicken farmers. Yeah. To of this decline, I would like, I would like a documentary to be made and narrated by the voice of Foghorn Leghorn. (laughs) Which one's Foghorn Leghorn? Foghorn Leghorn. I say, I
1: say,
0: I say. Oh, yeah, 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 of of course, of course. I do declare, you know. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. He sounds a little bit like uh, a spacey in House of Cards.
0: Yeah. I'll say so. Uh, Blackburn (laughs) Rovers. Uh,
2: Bradley (laughs) (laughs) Deck. I do hope we keep on the gentleman. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, something like this. that yeah. I
0: think, I think that's good uh, 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 John Rapley via Twitter has said as a Liverpool fan I'd want John Barnes to rap narrate a documentary on us yeah I mean that works doesn't it I'd be
1: well into that well no
2: because so the, the reason World in Motion works yeah. the rap works is because the cadence of his voice and the fact that it it's quite a neat flow. I think Liverpool play too quickly, uh-huh. and so John Barnes is going to be—he's going to be lost. He'll be all at sea. Then he
1: could get—he's uh, already quite
2: a confused man now. Yeah.
1: Although this is narration of a documentary rather than commentary on a game. Rap commentary oh, on a game is a thing that should happen, though, right? Yeah. Like you
2: Twister, get... who has um, done a couple of Kanye tracks, probably well better known for that, is I think recorded as the fastest kind of words to minute rapper in the world. He'd be pretty good at that.
1: Uh, yeah. If you would, I mean, there's got to be enough really good MCs who are known for their, like, freestyles that support various clubs. I think it's time to bring
0: Alicia Dixon out of retirement on that front. Why the hell not? She's good.
2: M to the I to the STWQ, yeah.
0: Exactly. She used to be able to, I'm sure she still can, rap very quickly. So I'd have John Barnes doing the Liverpool thing up to maybe the Klopp era and then Alicia Dixon comes in <laughs> out of nowhere
1: and takes over. I think to express how I feel about my club I think probably Bobcat Goldthwaite. No, no. uh, you know the guy from Police Academy <laughs> really
2: crazy voice. <boys.
1: laughs> I think that would be good.
0: I would just say Fulham Hugh Grant. Oh yeah, without mm. a doubt. Mm-hmm. Without a doubt. There we are. Fish, Manchester United. I think I
2: said a, a Sims character just for for the nonsense, but yes. having had a bit more thought about it, I would say it would have to be Simply Red, wouldn't
1: it? <laughs> I, I, think, uh, I feel like Oliver Hucknall Hussle, yeah. would do it himself. No, like, but you just, just
2: talk, stop talking about something that happened 20 years ago.
1: Yeah. We're a big club, you know, <laughs> just constantly over the top of it. I think Mick Hucknall singing
0: yeah. would be quite nice. There we are, ladies and gentlemen. That was the topics for today.
1: we concentrate on the topics. <laughs> We're pretty good to many topics
0: today. Right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to talk transfers. Time to talk about those transfers. Leeds United, they've only broken their transfer record to sign Rodrigo from Valencia, the former Bolton man. Was signed for thirty million pounds. It's about time they broke that transfer record that they uh, that they made when they signed Rio Ferdinand uh, twenty years ago. But that record, is, it's funny, isn't it? It shows you the, the the situation they've been in, so on and so forth. Um, but yeah, Rodrigo from from Valencia, decent signing, a forward player. They could they need a striker. I don't know whether they would play Rodrigo front and centre. And with Bielsa, you don't know what he could come up with, mm. quite frankly. But he, he's a guy who knows uh, how to score the odd goal here and there. And they do need to add that you. Say to their side. Yeah, I think Look, like, looking in the Premier League, I'm not saying they lacked goals last season, but looking at who they have and so on, I think that is uh, an area of the pitch where they they could do with a bit of help.
2: Yeah, yeah. He's not like quite prolific, prolific. Yeah. He's
0: a hard worker, isn't
2: he? He's, well, he's, he's not an out and out striker. No, yeah, yeah. So I think he got 10 goals in all competitions last year mm. for Valencia. But he, he's the type of player who's obviously very busy, gets himself about, and it's technically, you know. Pretty good. So the fact that he can pull out wide and bring other people in is going to obviously be a huge factor. And someone can drop deep as well. He's quite it's quite exciting. Yeah, I, I remember when he went on loan to Bolton and thinking <laughs> it was a bit odd. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but well, he's, but yeah, no, he's um good signing. I think
0: he scored for for Spain against England at Wembley. Yes, Dude, the bastard. Yeah, <laughs> Have you forgiving him? Yeah. <laughs> I think so. So it shows you can do it against the best. Yeah. Uh but uh, but yeah, I, Leeds have got a taste for signing expensive Rodrigos it would appear. They're after uh, Udinese, Udinese's Argentinian player Rodrigo De Paul uh, for 31 million pounds. It hasn't been confirmed at the time of recording, but it's looking very very likely. He's a lovely player. Mm. To have in
1: that in that midfield that would be uh, that would be an interesting one. It seems to me like um I mean obviously this is what you expect from Bielsa, isn't it? But um Leeds are looking to consolidate, as, mm-hmm. as everyone is. But you do get these teams that come up from the Championship and you think they're going to try and play free, free-flowing attacking football. Sometimes mm-hmm. it works. More often than not, it doesn't. Um, but I feel with Leeds, like, the Bill pressure say- on them to stay up is... There's more pressure on Leeds to stay up than there has ever been from another team coming mm-hmm. up from the Championship because they feel like they should be at the top table. And if you mm-hmm. look at the, the history of English football, they absolutely should be. They're, they're a club of the size that should, should really be up there. And obviously, the circumstances of how they went down in the first place are, are just traumatic. And if they go down again, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If they went straight back down, that would be a huge, huge identity crisis for Leeds.
0: Can Leeds can consolidate Vish? Is he not just like he's thinking title probably? But it is he's... it is an interesting point from Jim because the fact they will feel like yes we we're, we're back we we're, we're where we should be which is absolutely correct I would say from a neutral point of view uh, and 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 Beals is a man who's used to managing in the top top flight of countries he's he's not too many titles to his name but he's certainly. Gone for it, you know. You remember, I don't know, say Marseille for example. They were top of the league for the first six months. I had a very different sort of situation, but I just don't look at him as a man who goes right. I think I think we'll set up for a point today.
2: No, just in the same way that I wouldn't be surprised if he's gone by December.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, yeah like just on a
2: whim. Ah, like, oh, nah. Yeah, on, you'd give it to December, asked. would you? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, it, You know, we mentioned not to just labour over the point about fans, but you know when they were really. Yeah, uh, you know, destroying teams with wave upon wave upon wave. Mm-hmm. They were almost fueled by the LMO crowd, weren't they? So mm-hmm. it'd be interesting to see how they start this particular season. As and obviously, it's the same issue that other teams have as well. But I could definitely see them in a, in a just play a little bit more conservatively mm-hmm. because. I think they would look at that league table and back themselves to not be in the bottom three just because of the teams that were left in it, given mm-hmm. that the we lost it quite on quite established to Premier League teams in last year's relegation. But yeah, I, I think they would obviously have to temper it a bit. I, I think Bielsa is not a, a total maniac. I think he appreciates the fact that they this is a proper step up here. Yeah.
0: I I'm fascinated with Leeds in, in in the Premier League, as I'm sure a lot of us are. Uh, they've also got Robin Koch, and I'm going to pronounce it Koch for obvious reasons. Uh, he's arrived uh, from Freiburg for around 13 million, which not not a bad that's lower than I thought uh, young Robin would go for, but it's a good signing. So they've been doing a bit of business. Uh, did you hear about the Leeds fans in uh, in, in Niagara? tell me yes. Niagara Falls they, they they lit up the famous Niagara
1: Falls in Leeds United colours to celebrate their return to the Premier League it should be pointed out as well that, that that's not just a white light yes. it was white, blue and yellow yeah, of, wasn't course, it? of course like you, you could go around claiming that about all kinds of buildings like <laughs> there's a lot of appreciation it, for white. England here yeah. <laughs>
0: um, uh, but yeah they, 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 these two Leeds they both live in Niagara and they put on light shows there because when I first read the story I was like hang on what? This is a particularly powerful torch sort of scenario going on. But yeah, they, they live there. They asked the mayor and the mayor said, Yeah, it sounds like fun. And they got the all clear. That sounds
2: so very Canada.
0: <laughs> yeah. Can we do this one anymore? Yeah, sure, go yeah, for it. Not? Yeah, why not? Sounds like fun. Well you don't know who leads are, are you? <laughs> um, but yes so interesting stuff now uh, well, Vish let's talk about Manchester United for a moment uh, it's all but confirmed so it could fall apart but again uh, at, at the time of recording Donny van der Beek or Bake. Uh, some people forgive pronunciation I'm going to go for Beek at the time being that could change uh, he looks like he's going to sign for Manchester United for £40 million pounds. Edwin van der Sar who's brokering the deal, shall we say, seems very keen for him to go to Manchester United, mm-hmm. which is why it's happened quite quickly. Yeah. Um, but what do, you, what do you think of this? Because he is, I mean, I thought he'd go for more than 40 million, or the reported 40 million that's been spoken about. A hugely talented player, who, who maybe a few people thought would go at the same time when Frankie de Jong went and, and De Ligt and so on. Uh, where does he fit into that Manchester United side, considering what they've got? Assuming that he goes there and it's all signed, sealed and delivered.
2: Well, the signing itself is, it had been done in a way that I thought was beyond Manchester United, not least because it's a, a talented player who it's, it looks like we've kind of got in there and got out ahead mm-hmm. of everyone else, but also the manner in which it was conducted. I know there were rumours about this at the start of the year, but compare it to the Jadon Sancho It's situation. very uncharacteristic-like. Yeah, bit, yeah it like, it logistically, is. it's it, it seems like it's been a very sleek operation, mm. Um Touch wood that it gets over the line. In terms touch, of weight, touch he... wood, wood. Yeah, <laughs> actually, don't do that. No, definitely not in these times. Yeah, um, but he, uh, in terms of where he fits in, I don't, I wasn't really sure when I when I first heard the news that, the, that things were so far along because he's a box to box midfielder. Does enjoy you know? breaking into the box and scoring goals I've noticed he's got a really good appreciation of the offside rule Oh yeah. which sounds a really silly thing to say but mm-hmm. for a midfielder who spends most of his time far away from that area of the pitch he does know when a time is run and also he's got a couple of goals in the Champions League where like the ball would yeah. kind of come out from a corner yeah. and he'd still, he'd be just patrolling the line mm-hmm. perfectly like a striker. Well, you need that. Seasoned he's, striker, he's, yeah.
0: he's really got VAR on the mind. Yeah. yeah. Do you think yeah, if, he, if, check, he's, yeah. if he scores and they go check VAR, he's like, he'll be like, don't worry about it. <laughs> guys. Know, no, no, Everybody back Checked in my mind palace. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I called ahead. We can go straight through. Donnie <laughs> scored. Yeah. It's fine. Everyone back yeah. to your positions. I, know. Just,
1: I feel a little bit like in his head, this is Edward Ed Wood thinking he's getting the Wesley Schneider deal over the line. <laughs> Still, hoping I mean, comparably that. similar players, um, like yeah, I I I'm, I don't know whether this is just the sort of COVID restrictions kicking into the transfer fees going around, but I think it's an absolute steal. Like yeah, it, it the, the price is what is it about thirty five million euros or something Four, like that? Forty million pounds. Forty million pounds. pounds right? 40 that pounds. that is a that's a great amount of money to get a player like Donny Van der Beek for. So yeah. I think fair, fair play if they do get. But I just them. wonder
0: with that that midfield. You obviously got Pogba there, who's
1: a starter. Yeah, Fernandez has been superb, and you would think. You know, un- I was going to say unlodgable, dislodgable from yeah. that midfield. He's he's going to start, is ah, what I mean. When he's, when he's yeah, exactly.
0: Um, so you would think a more sort of holding midfield, someone to maybe come in for Matic, who's slowing down, it's, yes,
1: it's fair to yeah. say. Uh, you want him to get forward. I wonder if they're sort of... Are they just going for it? Are they yeah. just going to go for it all we'll season? Pogba, Fernandez, and, and Donny <laughs> Vanderbeek in the midfield is exciting. The, the
0: two things—it's about... asking a lot of Harry
1: Maguire, <laughs> <laughs> and he's his hands and, full at the. And
0: minute. I was yeah. going to say, and, he, yeah. and he's answering questions at the moment. He doesn't want to answer. So.
2: Yeah. The the one thing I'd say about that is two things. Pogba, as as much as it would pain me because I think the sight of him going forward and. Yeah, just his ability It that he shouldn't be hamstrung by mm-hmm. the frivolities of defending. <laughs> Being a defender, is, we all know it's the worst thing you can do in football. Mm-hmm. Rather be a creator than a destroyer, I've always thought mm. that.
1: If you've but, got the options.
2: Yes, sure, sure. Well, I think He can be an anarchist, can't you? That's true. <laughs> although although
0: that's why uh, Vidic was loved so much by yeah. Ferguson, because he said he'd never known someone who absolutely loved defending that yeah. much.
2: But, but Pogba, Pogba can sit in a midfield. And I think it's, it's one of the ways that he, he's been most productive for United. is when you know, him and Fernandes has worked really well because Fernandes has been allowed to go mm. on and, and um, Pogba just mops up around him. But the other thing about van der Beek is um, when uh, Ajax lost Frankie de Jong... Mm. Um, I was reading about this last night, actually. That Vanderbeck was just asked to play a more withdrawn role, mm-hmm. to to sit in midfield a bit more, and he's you know improved his spatial awareness, but also his tackling mm-hmm. as well. You know, I think we saw that a few times in the Champions League. That he doesn't mind going in on players, mm-hmm. and he doesn't mind um, doing all the dirty work. I think he's he's quite an old fashioned box to box midfielder. Yeah. In that there are no real bits of flair to him he just does everything really productively there's a little I'd like you know he'd go somewhere to emulate in this man's career
0: there's a little bit of Lampard about him well I do you know I was tempted to mention that as well actually
2: yeah because you know Lampard did all the simple things brilliantly well which Mm -hmm. is why he was such a good player and there's a bit of um Donny van der Beek there's a bit about that about um Donny van der Beek as well so
0: in in time you know to use Luke Moore's words I mean Lampard is what Tim Sherwood with A levels or a degree or something. Yeah. It could Donny van der Beek be Frank Lampard with a PhD. Yeah. I was going to say masters,
2: but maybe PhD. Uh, maybe, yeah, 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 yeah,
0: that's true. Uh, but we'll have to wait and see. Well, I mean, I thought you were dangerously close to saying, you know, him and Pogba just sitting, you know, when, when one goes,
1: one stays. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we well, could always put Bruno Fernandes on the left, couldn't we? You could. Yeah. You absolutely. And you yeah. should. Well, I mean, is there an argument then that if Ender Rand- but it does have that kind of a little bit more industry than perhaps he's been credited with since that positional switch. That Actually, that's, that midfield three would work perfectly well. He's well, got a bit more steel in it than he's But you're
0: signing a player to, to play a role that he's only sort of recently started to do yeah, and actually where yeah. he naturally... You, 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 you've got to look at where, where what players sort of naturally go and do. Can they sort of curb their enthusiasm in, in, in certain areas? Yeah, there are examples of players that have done that. And he's probably, especially with the Dutch school of thought in football and so on, he's probably good enough and, and tactically aware enough to do that. But I, I just feel that that type of player to say to him, no, you you, you sit in there and let the others go and, and play. I, I, you're just not playing to his strengths. And I think that he could get a little bit frustrated by that.
2: Sure. One of the other options that, was, um, that I read about yesterday in terms of his capabilities was that he, if United play, obviously with the United front three, if you had Martial up top and Rashford out wide mm. on, on one wing, you could have Van der Beek on another wing. Because he is mm-hmm. industrial enough to do the back and forth and also mm. creative enough to, to do that role very well. So, I mean, it it, it, it lo- Again, Touchwood, it sounds like we're signing a hell of a player, and we're doing it in a way that I thought was beyond us. Yeah. And, that, and that, in itself, yeah. even in fact, even if it doesn't come off, it, this feels like this feels like growth,
1: yeah, definitely. And also with you know with the way modern football works and the tactical flexibility that is absolutely necessary for the top players, that is probably a big part of that thinking mm-hmm. as well, isn't it? And there's also the other argument, which is that the three of us in this conversation have thought about it more than Ed Woodward has. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, ladies and gentlemen, the pandemic has thrown up in, in in
0: footballing terms some some strange things. An Arsenal fan happy about winning trophies and getting a winning mm. mentality, a Manchester United fan happy about Manchester United going about their transfer business and doing it. I mean, the goodness knows what next? What next? Which I don't know. Lionel Messi man city Never um, <laughs> Well uh, Elsewhere in, in the Premier League Everton Looked like they might have uh, Captured a, a, a big signing as well In, in uh, signing Allen from Napoli yes. Again very close to of, uh, Being a done deal As the expression is these days um, Not not confirmed But if they can get Big Al from Napoli Jim That's an absolute coup Talking about these Kind of dynamic midfielders and all I mean he's, he's A hugely underappreciated
1: player Who's been playing brilliantly for Napoli For, for a long time yeah. now in Serie a. And he was yours he's your go-to guy on FIFA isn't he you've scored many a long-ranger <laughs> against all of us on FIFA Wouldn't, with Alan <laughs> Napoli would be the go-to team as. Yeah, yeah well still but he's the jewel in that crown well I would always argue this as well
0: I, th- yeah. I think you would add so much to that Everton side mm. um, you know he's he's picking up where Gareth Barry left off fish mm-hmm. yeah he is He is. <laughs> there's think, a thought <laughs> do you think he'd do well in the Premier League yeah I think he's that yeah. type of player who would do well I mean I, I'm just trying to think, you know, he's it, this is probably his, his his sort of big move, yeah, uh, last yeah. big move and so on. Um, I mean, he's worked with Ancelotti before, and Ancelotti's such a likeable bugger, let's be honest. He can get the best out of a, a, a lot of people. I think it's the type of player that, that Everton, you know, Everton, Michael Keane has obviously signed a, an extension there or a new deal. And he was saying, I think one or two of the, the, the Everton players were saying... We've got to kick on now. Yeah. You know, the sort of eighth and ninth place finishes. You know, I think, I think the last few seasons, there's been a few managerial changes here and there with them. I think they've been sort of saying, are we, are we going to try and get, you know, realistically a Europa League spot, something yeah. like that? And I they've been close and they've done okay. Feel like they need a spark, don't they? Exactly. More than any club in the league, really. That's right. And I think, you know, if they can get Allen in. That's, that's a big one. And also, they've been linked for goodness knows how long. They've been linked as long as Manchester United have with Jaden Sancho with Hamas with Rodriguez. And we mm. know Ancelotti loves old Hammers. You know, he's, he's he's got talent for crying out loud. If they could bring those two in, I mean, Hammers Rodriguez would be a really interesting one because he's in danger now of being a bit of a journeyman, I suppose. And that's really, I suppose. You could argue that's no fault of his own, yeah. But I mean, he's a great player.
2: What he... a way to be a journeyman, though, for those clubs. Yeah, Let's I know,
0: I know. I sort of wince as I say that in a sense. Oh, he only does,
2: he only plays stadiums now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. If he's, if it's under fifty thousand, he's not interested. Yeah. Um, I mean, Sigerson would be quite worried. You would say?
2: Would he? I mean, he he seems to be someone that Everton fans, in particular, have, mm-hmm. have really really taken to. And it, it does sound like him and Ancelotti have a bit of a disagreement, mainly because I don't think Sigurdsson knows what, what role he wants to play. And I suppose if you're going to sign Allen, where, what are you going to do with that midfield?
0: Well, if you've got Allen and Hammers Rodriguez in there, I mean, he does shake things up a bit. Yeah. But then Sigurdsson, you know, he is good for, what, three or four? Or, well, yeah, a few 25 yards a season. And that's always yeah. going
1: to... But his dead ball delivery is very good as well. That's true. That's so true. that's, you know, that's obviously... Do a Man United,
0: get them all in there.
1: Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If we,
2: if we have five subs, we should have like a designated sub where... Do you remember in... Um, field hockey, where the GB team used to have that bloke who'd only come on and take yeah, that's penalty right. corners. Yeah, yeah, I do remember. They, we should have that in mm-hmm. football, I think. Mr. And uh, S-Gertson. Gilfie Sigurdsson would be that man. I like
1: the idea of a penalty corner in football as well. It's like, there's no goalkeeper. Yeah. you just got to try and score from a corner. <laughs> <laughs> you got a free free go at it, but that's it.
0: I think, I think with Everton, Allen could play in the front of the back four if they get him. Um, and provide a bit of competition for some of the other players there. I don't know, you, you know, Delph or Gomez, one or two others. in there. I, I, I think it bodes very well for Everton. And that's one of the reasons why you're getting a coach like Ancelotti for his tactical now, for his likability and so but also for his contact book, Jim. Yeah. Uh, where are they going to
1: finish, Marcus?
0: <laughs> They're going to finish in the top half. Uh, <laughs> one player that has been confirmed, of course, it was mentioned on, on Friday's Ramble, is uh, Matt Doherty slash Doherty. There was discussion beforehand about how that name should be pronounced. Uh, so there you are. You've got both. Pick uh, which one you would prefer, ladies and gentlemen. Um, yeah, he's gone to Spurs, of course, fifteen million. How Spurs announced it was quite magnificent, Jim. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't seen the video, do check it out. But um, Doherty, I'm going to go for. Uh, is uh, the, the, the videos of these things are normally quite triumphant, aren't they? Yeah. They, they turn up the much aplomb, and there's you know sparkles and in you know sequins in the air and all that kind of crap. But he's um, he was on a laptop and he was going. Through some of his old tweets, where he's saying that he's an Arsenal fan,
1: yeah, and then he's deleting those tweets. Yeah, it's just a lot of people were like, "Delete this now!" Like as you get on the internet, but I just thought it was funny. Own the narrative yeah, exactly, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, this is this is it, isn't it? This is what football is like now. It's embraced social media. The clubs are doing it. Like there is club-sanctioned banter. We just have to accept that it's here. It's mm-hmm. foolish to kick against it, and that was a perfectly acceptable example of it. I think. Well, you summed it up brilliantly. Um, what about this? Oh, all right, mate. <laughs>
0: <laughs> bit of a dig there yeah. no, I thought
1: you summed it up very well dripping with sarcasm <laughs> whether you know it or not against modern football tell us how spanner. you really feel yeah. um, but you're just happy to have a man on the inside at Spurs is that right yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> if, if he does his job in the derby I'll be delighted with how this has turned out what is he doing in our new stadium are you burying a shirt <laughs> <laughs> Arsenal shirts everywhere a mm. um, new one that looks like bleeding marble which I, I'm I, really I, into I love it do you? I think it's a brilliant shirt yeah. yeah I do feel weird about Arsenal playing in white but I'm choosing to think it's Arsenal playing in marble, and if we smash a team dressed as statues, that's just going to be the coolest thing. <laughs> Very true. Um,
0: let's go to uh, Italy, Vish. Zlatan Ibrahimović has signed a one-year deal at Milan. He will, just, he will still be playing when yeah. he's a pensioner. It's absolutely glorious. He scored 10 goals in 18 Serie A matches last season, which isn't too shabby. Helped him finish sixth and qualify for the Europa League.
1: Sh- it's better than one in two. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, exactly. Nothing
2: shabby about it. Where do we, where do we the ramble stand on Ibrahimović? Because I, I totally understand that some people might be annoyed by the way he carries on and the fact that he refers to himself... In the third person, yeah, but I cannot get enough of it, and I think there is a line there where he is on the right side. On Neymar, in my to my mind, is slightly on the wrong side mm. of this self awareness line, yeah. mm. and I'm a massive fan of him, Iber- and I I do want him to keep going because he clearly loves the game as much as he loves himself. He clearly loves the game, and as you said, like he brilliantly for Milan last year, and and I think we mentioned it. I think we've mentioned it before about how. The AC Milan shirt is one of the few things that helps them mm-hmm. kind of hold on to that sense of gravitas because, yeah, yeah. you know, they've struggled over recent years. And seeing Ibra in that shirt does that as well. Oh, yeah. like there's something quite classically mm. beautiful about it.
0: Yeah, he still has the the, the drive and determination of yeah. his winning standard, which is incredible for a 38-year-old. Yeah. which Because considering how many trophies he's won and, and everywhere he's been, you know, people thought, OK, LA Galaxy, that, that, that'll be the end. But even when he went to Manchester United, um, it was like, blimey, going to the Premier League...
1: As old as he was, yeah,
0: it, he's just an
1: absolute force of nature, definitely. And there was a point where it, he did; it was like he'd become in on the joke and the whole "I am Zlatan thing and him embracing that. But I feel like he's actually moved past, past that, past that yeah, now, yeah, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. interesting. And he's actually sort of solidified himself as mm-hmm. as just a, an undeniably impressive specimen. And who knows how long he'll go on to? Probably he'll probably play till forty, won't he, At least we'll mm-hmm. see.
0: Yeah, marvelous. And the other one in Italy, which was quite a nice little deal: Pepe Reina to Lazio. Mm-hmm need a cheerleader there's your man he's gone from saving Villa from relegation might not know how, how Villa fans see it and, uh, and he's out back at the Champions League club lovely old job it's ladies and gentlemen a gap
2: here for him isn't it
0: <laughs> it's all long beautiful there we are ladies and gentlemen thank you very much for listening to today's Football Ramble it's been a pleasure on tomorrow's show Kate, Luke and Pete will be in your ears talking about those footballs but until then thank you very much Jim Campbell You're welcome. Thank you very much, Big Vish. You're very welcome. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. See you soon.
1: This was a Stakhanov production and part of the ACAST Creative Network.